Hello, and welcome to Awaiting Prompt, the AI podcast, hosted by me, Mason Jones. And me, Nick Short. Each week, we give an AI a series of story prompts. These could be genres, characters, plot points, and see what kind of story it comes up with. We're not writers, and we're certainly not authors. We may need to give the AI a bit of direction along the way, but every single word is going to be entirely generated by an AI. We're just really interested in the technology, seeing what it can do, and having a laugh at the stuff that it can't. So if that sounds good, then tune in every Friday to Awaiting Prompt. Hello! This week on episode four of Awaiting Prompt, we are exploring murder mysteries. Matt, you're up first. Okay, murder mystery. Let's go. So it's because of my phrasing in my prompt, I said introduce a cast of characters. Mm. And so I think it's structured as a play. Okay. And at the very start, it is, it says, cast of characters and has their names and then descriptions about them. That's really cool. Okay. So, cast of characters. Nancy, detective investigating the crime. Samantha, the victim's best friend. John, oh no. The janitor who discovers the body. John, who had a He's he's been downgraded. (laughs) Jake, Neighbour of the victim. Interestingly, I haven't introduced who the victim is. Scene one, discovering the body. John is pushing his mop bucket through the empty hallways of an office building. Suddenly, he noticed something strange to his left. He peers closer and notices a lifeless body on the floor, covered in blood. John gasps and yells out in shock. Oh no, someone call 911. So it's in America. Mm -hmm. Scene two, at the scene of the crime. Nancy arrives at the scene of the crime with her team of detectives behind her. She takes one look at the victim body and says gruffly, let's get this investigation started. (laughs) (laughs) It's me, Nancy. (laughs) Nice to meet you. She's like been smoking 20 days. Is Nancy played by Ray Winston? Nancy begins looking around for any clues or evidence that may lead to solving this murder mystery. As Nancy gets more absorbed into her search for clues, she slowly backs away from Samantha, who had arrived just moments after Nancy had found out about what happened to her best friend. Samantha, shaking slash crying, What happened here? Who killed my poor friend? What kind of animal would do something (laughs) cruel? As I read that, I was literally imagining, like, wait, is this is the murderer just an animal? <laughs> just <laughs> it's, a, a... it's just a raccoon. <laughs> uh, Nancy, calmly, I'm so sorry. So, I'm so sorry for your loss. <laughs> Thank you. But we need some answers if we want to figure out what really happened here tonight. Suddenly, Jake appears across the hall, wearing torn clothes and shaking nervously. It was a raccoon. <laughs> Scene three, clue to the murderer. Jake whispers under his breath as he approaches them. I heard some shouting coming from his apartment earlier. Whose apartment? (laughs) (laughs) He's three miles away. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. They they introduced a new character that's not in the cast of characters. (laughs) He looks up cautiously 
towards Nelson before adding in a low voice, I saw someone running away after that too. Wait, low voice just means deep, right? Not quiet. Uh, no, quiet. Okay. Yeah. It's not going to be Nelson. Well, I saw I someone as well. <laughs> Samantha stares incredulously while Nancy peers back with intense interest in response as they try putting together pieces to solve this puzzle. Between both their testimonies, perhaps they have stumbled upon a clue leading them finally discover who... It doesn't... This actually doesn't make oh. grammatical sense. This okay. is the first time I've come across a sentence that doesn't make grammatical sense by the okay. AI. Between both their testimonies, perhaps they have stumbled upon clue leading them. Do you think... Because we've upped, so for this episode, we've upped the temperature and we've also upped the frequency and presence penalties. Oh, it's Do you think it's errors. taking more risks and making more errors because of that? Potentially. That's interesting. Between both their testimonies, perhaps they've stumbled upon Clue leading them finally discover who murdered Samantha's best friend. All these questions will soon be answered if they keep searching. Ooh. I like that. It's good, right? Yeah. I like how it's so funny, actually. It's like cast of characters, but then introduce a character that wasn't included. <laughs> Nelson. <laughs> okay. That's good. Mm. So that so my prompt for this whole for that whole thing was deliberately uh, okay. So it was write a murder mystery with dialogue, introduce a cast of characters. One character finds the body. One character finds a clue. End on a cliffhanger. Oh, so it was like, and it did it. Well, it did. Although it didn't actually find a clue, it just says no. Someone was running. Oh yes, someone was running away. I mean, that's not much of a clue because they're not going to kill him and then stand there. Jake whispers under his breath as he approaches them. I heard some shouting coming from his apartment, but who is his? The victim. He looked cautiously towards Nelson before adding in a low voice. Oh, Nelson, Nelson didn't say that. I saw someone running away after that too. So he heard shouting from Nelson's apartment. He looked up course towards Nelson before adding in a low voice. I saw someone running away after that too. So he thinks it's Nelson. He thinks it's Nelson. Oh, That's okay. So, but that... I'm really impressed because not only is it saying, hey, here's this clue, but it's also... Inferring implying, that yeah. he thinks that it's Nelson, and not only does he think it's Nelson, he's whispering so that Nelson doesn't hear. Yeah. That's, that's really clever. good. <laughs> okay. Ooh. In classic case, it has just um, <laughs> jumped to the end. <laughs> okay. Scene four. Scene Wait, wait, wait. So scene three mm -hmm. was clue to the murderer. Yep. Scene four, arresting the murderer. Hang on, what? <laughs> it's an open and shut case. <laughs> it was Nelson. After further investigation, Nancy and her team of detectives have managed to track down everything they need to prove that Nelson <gasps> was the murderer. That's so clever. They arrive at his house where he is desperately trying to escape as soon as he sees them. Nancy, angry, holds up her badge. State direction. Stop right there. You're under arrest for the murder. <laughs> oh no. Stop right there. 
you're under arrest for the murder of brackets victim. (laughs) (laughs) The best friend was like, oh no, I miss victim victim so much. (laughs) Wow. Oh my God. I love how it introduced a new character totally out of the blue with zero prompt, but it couldn't give a, a name to the victim. But also, do you think Nelson didn't appear on the cast of characters because he's the killer? Oh, well, maybe. <laughs> he's not a real person. Nelson panicked. I didn't do it. I swear, I didn't do anything wrong. Samantha crying. You lying monster. How could you? Nancy firmly. We have all the evidence we need to put away this killer. Now get in the car or else <laughs> things are going to get ugly. <laughs> What is the evidence? (laughs) With firm words and zero tolerance for any resistance, Nelson eventually complies with Nancy's instructions and quietly gets into handcuffs. Yeah, it's making more mistakes. With firm words and zero tolerance for any resistance, Nelson eventually complies with Nancy's instructions and quietly gets into handcuffed back of police car, taking him away from this place. I think Nancy's making up evidence. <laughs> well, it's literally going off John. Was it John who went? I think I think he did I, it. Well, he just looked at him and then went, I heard shouting. That's it. <laughs> I did say continue looking for clues. Mm. And it, in classic, it it's just like, they looked for clues. Mm. They found the killer. Okay. Well, I think this, this does set up a third act quite nicely, though. Mm. Um so it's it's jumped ahead. Ooh. It hasn't given. Uh, I gave it a prompt, and it sort of like accepted the prompt and was like, "Okay, but I'm not going to talk about that." <laughs> so I, I said, "Continue the story with dialogue." Mm-hmm. Nelson is found not guilty in court. End on reveal of the real killer and the clue that found them out. Okay, scene five: uncovering the real killer. Nancy and her team of detectives are now left wondering what went wrong. They were sure they had the right guy. Until finally, during a second investigation at Nelson's residence, they uncover an old family photo tucked into the back of his dining room drawers that points to a completely different suspect. Nancy excitedly, what is this? Let's take a look. The photo depicts the victim surrounded by their relatives on holiday some years ago. She suddenly notices someone familiar in the corner. It was one of Samantha's closest friends. That wasn't in the cast of characters. <laughs> so, so we have the victim, still nameless, yeah. Samantha, Samantha, and now an, what, another one of Samantha's friends. One of Samantha's friends okay. who, who shall remain nameless. Nancy immediately realised why things weren't adding up earlier. This friend had been lying all along about not knowing anything related to the murder case out of fear of being caught as the killer. Realising her mistake, she quickly rushes off with her team, but not before calling for backup. Scene 6. Reveal of clue that led to discovery of the real killer. After much interrogation and detective work, the police finally figured out how the real killer got away from the crime scene so easily. He'd swing. <laughs> he what? 
he'd switched clothes with <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> He'd switched clothes with Nelson. No! <laughs> Was Nelson aware of this? Was he dressed as a plumber by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> that explained why witnesses saw him running away from the scene oh! in torn clothing. Hang on, did he <laughs> rip it? No, he got Nelson. <laughs> Jake, he... Jake was wearing the torn clothing. So was it Jake that did the crime? With this newfound evidence, the murderer was soon arrested and brought to justice. And thus, our story ends here. A thread that finally unraveled truth behind murderous web woven by criminal mastermind. <laughs> okay. The end. The end. I ha I right, I think we need to backtrack. That explains why the witness saw him running away from the scene in torn clothing. But who did the crime? Maybe literally just put, um, finish the story, reveal who actually committed the crime. Because it hasn't actually said. Yeah, I know. Thing is, I say name the murderer. He's just going to say a name. <laughs> name the murderer. The murderer is Samantha's friend. <laughs> <laughs> no! Uh, what, what is, is the Samantha's? Name? Holy shit! Samantha's friend is called Jake. It was no! Jake. He was the murderer. <laughs> She's in the interrogation room. Do you know who did it? Yes. <laughs> who did it? My friend. <laughs> What's his name? My friend. <laughs> wow. Jake did it all along. So even the AI was keeping secrets from mm. us. He was holding back information. I think the AI did it. <laughs> I'm really impressed with parts of that and really ashamed of others. It's it's fascinating. So it's it's little things like it's it's mistaking the use of commas. Mm. And it's not structuring sentences particularly well. Mm. But that only seems to be a problem since we've been. Yes, since we've increased the frequency penalty and presence penalty. So uh, yeah, I'd be That's interested to see how your story plays mm. out by having those slightly, slightly further down. Um, but that was, that was a lot of fun. I, I want to find out what, what's the name. The case of the cunning criminal uncovering the killer behind the cover-up. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> right? A simpler. Murder Unmasked. <laughs> that sounds okay, good. That's, that's, a, that's, that's like a series. Oh my God. That's a Netflix series, I that is. It. Yeah. Murder Unmasked. That's brilliant. Very good. Right. Okay, I'm ready for yours. Are you sitting comfortably? Well, I'll begin. My dearest friends, it has been some time since we have all been together, and I cannot think of a better way to make amends than through the tenor of a murder mystery. Shall we begin? The group nodded and settled into their seats, wondering what was in store. Suddenly... Someone screamed out from the back room. <laughs> the guests had no idea who it was, but assumed something terrible had happened. They rushed to investigate. When they opened the room, they found the body of Lady Bishop lying on the floor. It appeared she had been stabbed in the heart with an ornate letter opener. Everyone was immediately overwhelmed with shock. 
The detective on scene began her invest. The detective on scene. <laughs> Someone. They already there. They were already there. They were having dinner. They were just waiting. They were just. <laughs> they, like, Something's going to happen here. It's. Do you not have a, a detective to go just in a cupboard? You just open <laughs> it up. The detective on scene began her investigation by carefully examining the body for any clues as to who might have committed this heinous crime. She noticed that a rose in Lady Bishop's hand was still moist with dew, <laughs> indicating that her attacker had been close to her just minutes before her death. Does it and, show that? And, she was and, in the back room. And gave her the flower? <laughs> I got you this, kid. I got you this flower. <laughs> As she searched further, the detective noticed a yellow envelope near one of Lady Bishop's hands that seemed out of place among the other items in the room. When she opened it, she discovered several papers with notes written on them in a strange code that at first... It stops there. Oh, okay. The mystery continues. <laughs> what if you just... I'm just going to press just, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she opened it, she discovered several papers with notes written on them in a strange code that at first glance made no sense. <laughs> However, the detective had a hunch that this code could be the key to unlocking the mystery of Lady Bishop's murderer. Okay, I'm literally putting continue the story with dialogue, interviewing the guests and uncovering one more clue. What is the clue? And I just want to see if that gives it enough. A second rose. Another, <laughs> a in second third hand. Rose. She had the envelope in one hand, the rose in another. The detective suspected that someone had been quite close to Lady Bishop just moments before her murder. Probably because she had a knife in her chest. <laughs> uh, and decided to talk to the guests. After a few questioning each... <laughs> she received one more clue One of the guests recalled seeing a woman with red hair Leaving the room in a hurry Shortly before the scream was heard Armed with this new information The detective went on to investigate further Using surveillance footage She eventually narrowed down her suspect list And tracked down the woman with red hair When interrogated further The woman revealed that she was actually Lady Bishop's daughter who'd recently had a disagreement with her about money. And it stops Ooh. there. That's good. That's good. But obviously she left before... Before the scream. scream. <laughs> Either that or Lady Bishop just had a really delayed reaction. <laughs> Stab, <laughs> run out. Ah! I also just assumed this story was set in like the 1800s. Yes. And then suddenly, surveillance footage. Surveillance footage. Oh, okay. Also, it goes... It's a woman with red hair. And she goes, I need to watch the footage. Sees a woman with red hair and then has to narrow it down. <laughs> the detective was still not able to determine who committed the murder. So she decided to return to the crime scene and take another look around. This time, though, she noticed a strange device on the wall that had a timer connected to it. She recognised it as a bomb. <laughs> and concluded that it must have been set by the killer in order to frame Lady Bishop's daughter and make her seem guilty. Wait. Yep. <laughs> so, they, so the killer sees her running out, goes, that's not enough evidence, and plants a bomb, not hidden, on a wall. <laughs> the detective was finally able to put together all of the clues and realise that someone else must have been responsible for killing Lady Bishop. 
Having now collected all of their pieces of evidence, <laughs> the detective called for a gathering of all the suspects in order to solve this mystery once and for all. Oh, very, very Poirot-esque. Mm-hmm. In a dramatic climax, the detective announced that the real murderer of Lady Bishop was her husband's business partner. Ooh. He had planted the bomb and set it off at the exact time <laughs> of Lady Bishop's death in order to frame her daughter for her murder. He set the bomb off, but the... But, <laughs> the only clue was a knife in her chest, a letter on the side, which we still haven't worked out what it meant, no. and a rose petal, which meant it must have happened soon. They didn't notice the charring around the room. <laughs> The evidence showed that he had been trying to extort money from Lady Bishop and her husband by threatening to expose their tax evasion scheme. Lady Bishop refused his demands, and so he killed her in order to gain control of the company. All of the clues came together to reveal his guilt. The strange coded notes led <gasps> to his financial records. Oh. The rising rose petal indicated he had just been there when the murder happened. <laughs> <laughs> and the timer on the bomb was connected to his bank account transactions. <laughs> Everyone present was astounded and breathed a sigh of relief as justice was served. It managed to link it, everything together. I'm really impressed. It was a bit of a tenuous link. But a link. But a link I'm really, I'm really pleased with that. And maybe it's like a, a Schrodinger's bomb situation. The bomb was both undetonated and detonated at the same time. If a bomb goes off in a living room and nobody's there <laughs> to hear it, did it really explode? Well, they heard a scream, but they didn't hear an explosion. <laughs> also, who at the start was like, my dearest friends? <laughs> yes. Oh no, he knew. Then the tenure of a murder mystery. Shall we begin? <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I, I assumed it was going to be like um, like that film Date Night. Oh, yeah, where right. they think it's a they game. They think it's a game, but it's not. That's where I thought that narrator <laughs> was going. Oh, my God. They Why didn't <laughs> they just arrest the narrator halfway through the story? Unless it was all just a, a story. Because why else would the detective have just been there in waiting? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that was the plan. Right. The title. <laughs> okay, I'm going to read a couple of these out. Okay. So, first we have The Mystery of Lady Bishop. Yeah. Lukewarm. A clue for, to extortion? Yeah. Uh, a rose at the scene of a crime. <laughs> Ooh, that's pretty good. That's everything for this episode of Awaiting Prom. If you enjoyed it, then please leave us a review. And make sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date with all future episodes.